0: long months. Welcome to Cultivate and Keep. We're the, back.
1: The wait is over. The wait is over. We're back in business. We're back, yeah. And I actually can't believe I was talking about uh, talking about it before we hit record, but I was looking back to find my notes from the last episode we did, and I was trying to find it. I was looking in, in Notion what we used to generate our, our notes for what we're gonna talk about, and I saw that the published date was March seventh. Mm-hmm. I was like, March? That can't be right. And so then I looked in Transistor, our podcast host and it said March 7th, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah,
0: I looked uh, last night, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's been five months. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I actually can't believe it because, <clears throat> well, yeah, anyways, time has just flown. We've both had a lot going on, um, so we might as well just talk about the elephant in the room, which is why haven't we recorded. Um, a myriad of reasons, none really excusable, to be honest, Uh Life happens. Just a lot of life stuff. We'll get into most of it, but most of it has to do with, um, one, having a baby now, Mm -hmm. a son. Uh, Two, me, just being stretched way too thin across a lot of different projects, trying to start up and being super, super busy. So anyways, we'll talk about all that, but all that to say, sorry, I've been MIA, and we're back. We're going to figure it out, have a more consistent schedule, and... We're also open to kind of new, uh, at least new ideas for new formats, things you want us to cover, just the structure and flow of the podcast. We've put out some uh, some feelers and for asks for advice from people that we know and trust, other podcast listeners, regulars on what they want to hear from us, just different ideas we can do to make the podcast you want to listen to. Um, so we'll be re- revisiting that. Today, I think we're mm-hmm. just going to be mostly covering like what's been happening mm-hmm. since the last time we recorded and... Mainly, like, the, you know, pretty, pretty close to what we've been doing before, which is more about, like, what's new in your life and uh, work and business, what are you learning, spiritual life, stuff like that, um, but mainly just, like, new stuff going on to catch mm-hmm. up, and it'll all be kind of relevant and pertinent as we go on, but I might forget anything.
0: No, I think you covered it pretty well. Um, just to reiterate, yeah, there, there wasn't like any specific reason why we paused, you know, just kind of life happened. You no, know, we used to always schedule it. Like we you know, before we, we had we had like a set like we you know weekly night or every other week night and that we kinda got away from that. So I think mm-hmm. one of the times probably in March we like recorded and then just like never set a date and yeah. then like we were like, Hey, we need to schedule time like, again yeah, and we just like never got to it mm-hmm. and month after month and then we realized, Oh, it's been five months so <laughs> um, no good reason. We've just <laughs> been busy, a lot of change. Um, but yeah, we're not, we're not stopping. It's kind of funny. Like a lot of, again, I say this a lot, but I always forget like people listen to the podcast because a lot of people know. Will, will come to me and ask me like, it's part, of, that's part of why actually I think we finally made it happen because a lot of people kept asking me, Hey, when's, when are you guys going to do another episode? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. we need to do it. And so yeah. that's cool. So thank you for those that listen and then ask us because it's encouraging. So
1: yeah, that has been really encouraging. I think that's probably the main reason. It's also one of the reasons that podcasts are hard is because it's a very, uh, one way kind of channel, it's just a one way street. And so we talk and we put, put it out, but we don't normally hear mm-hmm. that much back, mm-hmm. right? But so we have no idea what's happening in people's ears or heads, how they're responding, if they like, it, if they don't. If they're actually listening, podcast analytics are notoriously like the worst of any sort of channel or medium mm-hmm. out there. You basically get absolutely no data, no responses. So yeah. it's good when we actually hear people like, hey, are you guys going to record again? Mm-hmm. Or like, what's happening to the podcast? Uh, what's new? I miss listening to you guys, so appreciate you doing that. And um, again, if you have ideas for us, feedback, um, I'll link to our Instagram. Just DM us; that'll uh, mm-hmm. probably would that be the easiest yeah. way to get a hold of us. Now, you
0: did say while we like were on a pause, we the um, downloads were still going on, right? People were still listening.
1: Yeah, tons—a um, surprising amount. In That's fact, I think it's like kind of grown over time. So we, we hit didn't... our our peak in like January earlier on, but Yeah, there's still been like a super steady flow of listeners. There's always a surprisingly surprising amount. I think we're like on average close to getting close to, I think, like seven or 800 listeners um, for every given episode at one time.
0: Really? So every episode gets about 800 800 listens, seven to 800?
1: Yeah, something like that. Hmm.
0: I thought it was lower, like 400 through 50.
1: It was. And people keep listening for some reason. (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome. We're going to keep recording.
0: And And how many subscribers are there? Do we see that?
1: No, we basically have no idea.
0: Huh, so weird. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, let's just start. We'll update everyone what's going on. So I think it. I'll start. I mean, the biggest thing for me has been uh, Jaden, our son. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what I updated last, but I mean, in March, you know, he had been, what, two months old. So mm-hmm. um, now he's seven months and it's been really good. I kind of just was thinking like, what are like the highlights? What are the lows? And so I think for me or for oh, me and Connie, uh, like the biggest challenge which we I don't know, didn't understand or foresee being so hard is the lack of sleep I mean yeah. it just it uh, I think what's hard is <clears throat> it over like, a long period of time so you know like when you have them the first few weeks like you don't get a whole lot of sleep and whatever but you know, it's been seven months and I don't yeah. for sure in seven months we neither neither of us have have yet to sleep through the night you know we're always constantly waking up and he kind of has gone up and down in his like sleep patterns but right now he's like digressing like not doing very well and mm. Uh, he's been, he, he probably on average wakes up about four times a night. Um, Jeez. so yeah, just hard every night, you know? So what we've been doing yeah. we, and we're trying to figure out like who does what and how do we handle it? And so what we've kind of figured out is for the most part, Connie will kind of take lead on the nights and she's the one to get out of bed. Cause right now he, uh, he's just, he wants to be fed and we don't, we don't use a bottle. Yeah. I actually have, has never had a bottle, which is crazy. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> oh my always, Connie's always breastfed him. So, um, when he's be fed, Connie's the one doing it. <clears throat> we tried, I think right around five months, we tried to like get him off that and so what we did was like for five nights in a row Connie didn't feed him and I was the one to like, go take it mm-hmm. up with him and it was miserable. Dude. It was really? really hard and it like made my level of like appreciation for Connie skyrocket for sure. I mean it's hard to do Seriously. that. But also like I couldn't sue them. So I would just get up and like try to rock him to sleep but like he would it kind of worked, they kind of didn't and so after five nights we kind of went back to doing mm-hmm. it and so I think we're going to try it again though, in a few weeks. Um so yeah, that's that's that. Um the sleep man it's been hard dude. We for sure like didn't expect that so um but what we do now is connie does the nights and then in the mornings when he wakes up for the day which typically is right around like five forty-five to 6 within that window he like wakes up and he's like awake and smiling and all happy and so i'll take him out of the room to let connie to sleep for about two hours and then typically around 8 eight thirty he goes down for his first nap mm. so i'll lay him down and i'll start working and then um she'll just rest until she is ready to get up so and then obviously she handles him during the day so yeah
1: man what yeah, a handful, area. dude. <clears throat> I can't even imagine. Yeah. But we again, we're just talking about how we sleep so much worse in the summer because it's hot mm-hmm. and we don't have air conditioning and it's just like the temperature's warmer and it's more humid and we're more uncomfortable. We wake up and kinda of toss turn during the night. And I've kind of felt that in the last like, you know, six weeks now, I think since the since it's been a little bit warmer. But I can't imagine like every night being like awake for time during the night multiple times. Mm-hmm for seven months. So it's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I
0: mean, it, it's normal. People do it. So it's, you know, it's nothing abnormal, but, um, do but every kid is different, dude. You know, I was talking to another person that just had a baby and their baby is four months and he's already sleeping through the night. So really? it just depends, man. And Jaden's had a couple of stretches where he woke up only one time. There's like, there was one week we had where almost every night he'd wake up like once and it was awesome. Hmm. But now he's back to like three to, uh, i will say between three to five, but four is probably the average. So were you like um, that as a baby? I don't know. No idea. Hmm probably but I don't know. <laughs> one of you were <laughs> yeah um, so that's been hard but uh, one of the uh, the good things I kind of you know underestimated was like watching him develop and like learn new things every day is so much fun like I wasn't you know we weren't trying to have a kid so it wasn't like <laughs> we didn't really <laughs> want it right now right and it just happened and uh, I mean I was excited but I wasn't you know whatever. it kind of is what it is right but I love being a dad. I mean, it is so much fun. Like, I, I'm so glad he came. I would never change it, and I want to have, like, well, a lot more kids. <laughs> like, it's really, really fun. So just, like, watching him develop, dude, and, like, small things. Like, he, you know, a couple weeks ago, he, like, learned how to, like, put back his pacifier in his mouth, which is really cool. Uh. Like, kill sometimes, like, he'll be in his little crib, and we'll be watching him on a monitor, and he'll, like, get pissed, and he'll, like, throw it. And like, get all frustrated and start crying and rolling around <laughs> and then he'll like he's like learned how to grab it and like, with both hands turn around and put it back in his mouth and it's like, mm. really cool to like watch him because for a while he like couldn't do that if he threw his passy he was like awake he had to go put it back in his mouth but now he's figured that out uh, he's been scooting like, he, he can't crawl yet yeah, but he scoots and he that boy hauls man he covers some serious really yeah he covers some serious ground because that's been really cool to watch him develop yeah. just smiling and he um obviously he's not, he's not talking yet he'll like say dad dab i don't think he means he's like a like a noise he makes but it's kind of fun yes yeah, so watching him develop has been like really really cool i didn't expect that so that's been fun um <clears throat> working from home has been hard <laughs> 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 yeah because like especially in our specific office like um i built this like u-shaped desk in our office and our office is probably like eight feet wide by like 12 to 14 feet long so it's kind of like long and skinny and so the, and when you walk in like on the opposite side of the room it's like a u-shaped desk and so i'm on one side and connie is directly behind me at her desk and then Jaden, we put down like this big mat in the middle mm-hmm. right by right by the corner right now and that's where jayden's crawls all day and so you know connie had, does a decent amount of work for our business and so it's difficult because like it's me connie and Jaden pretty much all day together yeah. when he's awake and yeah. just really really difficult when he's screaming or you know we're both on, on phone calls or <clears throat> so that's a challenge figuring that one out. Hmm. Um, last thought on Jaden, I've just been thinking a lot about like, okay, how do I raise him to like love God? Like it's kind of hit me like that's our responsibility to raise him, to be a good man, to, to know the Lord and to just, you know, to make good decisions. And so I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about that and I've always thought about that. But when you, when you have a kid, it just kind of ramps it up a lot. So you've been reading some books, right? Yeah. Um, I, I read one before he came, which is funny. Um, that Mike recommended, it was called uh, uh, Future Men. So I need to reread it. I have not, have not read it yet. Um, I read um, It's Good to Be a Man, which is not really like a parenting book, but mm. it's one that um, Mike recommended. I read that. It was pretty good. And then I just ordered two new books. They're actually on my the shelf over there. I don't... Where are they? Hmm. They're about like the... So one thing we've been talking a lot about is like the like, psychological aspect of like, of, like, raising kids and, like, things that you do that can affect them later on in life, and so mm-hmm. one of them is about, like, kind of, like, trauma and, like, that kind of that, that stuff, and the other one's about, like, disciplining, so, mm. yeah, I mean, have those to read and just learning and thinking a lot about it, so, and like, that's, we're a little, well, we are a little early, right, he doesn't understand a whole lot of things right now, but, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna come up fast, I mean, seven months yeah, has right. flown by, so before I know it, it's gonna be at a year, and he's gonna really start understanding things, and so... I've been thinking a lot about that. How do I raise a, a godly man? You know, you know, I um every night I put him to bed, <clears throat> and he's again, he doesn't know if, what's going on. But and I'll pray with him. I read a book with him, and I was like rocking to sleep and whatever. And so, like, that's fun to build that routine. But I'm just thinking like, man, like the older he gets, the more I'm gonna be like Mike. Like, like Mike was talking about in his message, like so when your kids ask you a lot of questions, and you know you mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm just like thinking about that and what that means and what that looks like. And, and um and yeah.
1: Yeah, man. I th- I think the scariest part is that he he just like keeps getting older and like learning more. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you don't have time to ever just be like, okay, just stay here for a second. Don't age anymore. Let me go like read up on how to handle you at this time. It's like, you're constantly just having to like learn on the fly and adapt. And he's like, he's never, as soon as you feel like you probably have something down or like you get used to the way he is, he's just like changing again Mm -hmm. and he's growing up and he's,
0: yeah. It it reminds me, it's probably a bad analogy, but it reminds me of like, um, so my eighth, eighth grade, going, I think it was eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade going into freshman year of basketball. Um, like in eighth grade, I was like one of the better players. I, I just was. Like everyone was like my high. I wasn't, you know, one of the average high players. I wasn't super short. <laughs> um, And I was just one of the better players. I, mean, I could shoot really well. Like I could keep up. And then I noticed like that year into summer, that's where a lot of kids would do like the summer league camps and all that. And I didn't do any of that. I like, no, like mm. I just didn't want to. And I noticed that um, I got passed up. I mean, kids just got a lot better, a lot, they got bigger, they got stronger, they got quicker, they um, learned more skills, they, you know, I kind of, I stayed stagnant and they got a lot better really fast. And it's because I kind of just like stopped like Mm -hmm. learning. I stopped trying to like become better. And also my body just stopped growing. So (laughs) (laughs) that's part of it. Um, But you know, you kind of got to, and like sports, you gotta constantly be you know, developing and learning and having new skills. And I think with parenting, the same thing. Yeah, kids are constantly changing. They're moving. You know, they're moving. They're figuring things out, and so you have to do the same.
1: Right, You so, can't take your foot off the gas you know. pedal. You just have to keep pushing through it and mm-hmm. pushing yourself, telling yourself to learn more. Um, that's a big one. I yeah. Mean.
0: What about you? What's on date for you? That's one of my main ones.
1: Man, um, you know, I was looking through my notes from the last episode, and I think the, the like the big note that I had, I can't remember exactly what I. had said or talked about was looking for a new technical co-founder mm-hmm. um so i think this is partially why i've just been like totally mia and like in a whole other world is because right around that time like mid to late february i started to kind of kick off conversations with a whole bunch of people um so i think i talked about a little bit but just to like recap yeah, you did it, it. yeah just to recap if someone hasn't listened before um my whole goal since you know, forever now basically has been to start uh, a software company and starting software companies is hard. It takes a long time. It's like one of the only businesses where you don't really have anything to like show for, for people to use until like months or even years down the road. It takes a lot of like, there's no guarantees. You're, you have to do a lot of like innovation and a lot of feedback and it's just, it's, it's a difficult process, let alone like finding the right person and team to do that with. And so I had been planning on building a software company with uh, a friend of mine who's a developer. He's really talented. He already had a successful SaaS company. And he basically said like, I really want to do this, but I can't. He also has two really young kids. Um, and so that kind of kicked off this this whole like journey of like, well, now what do I do, like, do I go get a job? <laughs> do I double down on freelancing or maybe start like an agency more to like help myself be removed from the process? or do I start from scratch and try to find someone new? So what I ended up doing was um, I kind of made this little like notion doc, just outlining here's who I am. Here's what I've done. Here's what I'm looking for. Um, and if you match kind of this criteria, then like let's chat and just see maybe what this looks like. And then I sent that out not to people who I thought would be a good fit, but I sent it out to people who are like friends and mentors and people that I trust to maybe had connections to those types of people. And so started like probably around like 10 or 11 uh, different intros with people where it was like, okay, we're just feeling each other out, getting to know each other. And then some evolved to like, let's try to build something small just to see how we work together. And maybe this thing is promising or not, but like let's just do something together, just kind of fill out the waters. Um, And that turned into basically building like five software projects or products at once, <laughs> which the, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into because the hard part is that we don't know which one is going to be fruitful. Like which one am I going to, which person am I, am I going to like working with? And also which product is going to have uh, enough legs to really want to turn it into a business. And so I didn't want to just like commit and jump in too early without knowing what the end result was going to be. And if it was like, if I had enough confidence down that path, essentially. Um, so a lot of good has come out of it, and a lot of waste of time, and a lot of stress, and a lot of interesting situations have come out of it. Basically, to summarize and recap, uh, one of those that came out of it was my co-founder Connor, who's awesome. He's a machine. We work super well together, and we've built a product called SwipeWell, which is actually like really good. It has legs. Uh, he created the first kind of version in like a month. And it's just been like super consistent in building features. I've been trying to put up my part and get users and get feedback and get customers. So as of like two months ago, we have our first paying customers and a very, very small amount of recurring revenue, but it's revenue. And um, But now it's like, like, we want this to be our thing. This is the company we wanna build. I think this has a lot of legs, a lot of potential, and we wanna go all in on this but there's still the problem of like, what do we do until we get to the place where it can start paying our bills because we're not going to go raise a million dollars from a VC firm. And we're not going to take on hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt just so we can spend time, uh, not working a full-time job or freelancing. So we kind of just have to wait it out, which is hard. And we've already been working on it for uh, almost six months now, basically six months. We still don't have like a lot to show for, but we're heading in the right direction. We're just, have to keep going, um, and that's the tough part. So it's been a lot of fun too. Uh, a lot of really cool case studies, a lot of things that I'm really proud of, but we're just you know at the beginning of our journey. Now there also are other things that have been in the works. Um, one's called retext, it's a text expander that allows you to pull up text snippets of reusable uh, you know templates that you might wanna use across your work if you're doing customer support or sales, emails um and that's with, with a guy named dave and we're just in the very early phases right now of building it another one's called SyncBase. without getting into the details it helps you sync your database with your members in a no-code fashion that one's been fairly slow uh another one's called flex plan which i actually ended up departing uh and i basically got an intro to a guy he's a really nice really awesome uh builder he had previously built and sold a startup that was very very successful and after building out the product and then kind of feeling each other out, we just decided to split ways. And uh, that wasn't really a good fit for either of us. And uh, we liked working well together, but it wasn't the idea for us to work on together, if that makes sense. Um, another one, we're building Webflow templates. Another one is a little Twitter tool. Like, There's been a lot of things <laughs> in the works that have just been like a massive juggling act trying to get these things off the ground just to see if there's potential to invest in more, which is the hard part is like, we still don't know how much legs a lot of these things have, but I have to do them in order to go down that path and, and get to something that ends up working at the end of the day. Um, So that's been like the big thing that's been taking most of my attention. It's just been like trying to keep my head above water, trying to survive, trying to make sure I'm not like leaving anyone behind or, leaving anyone disappointed because I'm not kind of holding up my end of the bargain and still making progress to hopefully build a SaaS company that can pay my bills and be my full-time thing
0: yeah dude, um, so the, for those listening I got to look at swipe just now before we started and it's sick like I don't I don't do marketing it's mainly for marketers but I feel like I want to subscribe to it it's really cool so I'll give you a free account just yeah, for dude. friends and family just for my little PR for you I got yeah, you man yeah. I'll tweet it out. <laughs> <laughs> you and your 500 followers. <laughs> hey, easy. Um, how many hours a week have you been working? Um,
1: probably closer to like the, the 50 to 60 hour range.
0: Have you been like structured with your time or kind of all over the place? Cause you have a lot going on. How's that? Um,
1: yeah, I guess it depends on what you would call structured because it's all over the place and that I'm like constantly switching between different projects and tasks. But like, insanely structured in the sense that like every minute of my day is being used very productively Um, still not working like crazy hours like i would say that i you know normally start work around nine i work from home and then i'm working until like six or seven most days and then taking small breaks in between doing like a little bit of work on the weekends sometimes and to be honest it hasn't really been stressful it's been a lot of fun it's just been a lot and i've done a really good job of like Making the most of my time mm-hmm. and what I'm doing. Like if I'm working on something, I'm working on it full speed, giving up my everything, and that thing is getting done in a timely fashion. But it's just there's a lot of yep. it on the plate.
0: Do you um, schedule out your weeks, or is it every day kind of like you just, you know react to what's to what's at the top of the list? How do you? Yeah,
1: I uh, <clears throat> have a very unsophisticated project management system in Notion that I use, but it really is like. I have a, a list of to-dos that are ordered by a priority per project. And then certain days I'll have more or less meetings. And then I try to always just tackle the most urgent, most important thing for each one of those projects first that day. And then once I handle the most important thing, then I'll kind of work back through mm-hmm. the line on other tasks uh, per project.
0: Gotcha. That's cool.
1: Yeah. So it's been a lot. There's been... Also, we were, me and uh, actually the uh, my friend, who we were going to build a business together, he kind of filled the idea of, like, what if we buy a software business mm-hmm. together? I thought like, what? How would we do that? And then we looked into it, and there are some actually really interesting ways to, to finance it. Um, they would basically, like, the business would pay for itself over time. And so we've been, like, this close to buying two. Mm-hmm. And that's also taken a lot of time and <laughs> a lot of thought and mm-hmm. a lot of late nights. Um One I'll share, because I don't think there's any way that I could have shared it before. Uh, We actually had an offer that was accepted on a software company.
0: The first one, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. it was doing about $4,000 a month. We were gonna buy it for about 200 grand, mostly financed. So again, don't think of it as like, I just have 200 grand in my pocket, or we're splitting it It, 50-50. We're being very creative about the financing in a completely ethical way. It's just there's a lot of really good financing options out there for buying businesses these days. And um, we had an offer. We were literally like in the due diligence period where you're checking accounting and looking through revenue and mm-hmm. trying to just get answers to your questions. And we were about a week in, no, no, we were about four days into that process when we got an email from the seller that he had sold it to someone else. That one was so weird. <laughs> and he had
0: signed a letter of intent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't you know, mean anything, right? But like it is not,
1: what it is, but it, so it it's means something, like a, um, but it's not legally binding.
0: Yeah. It's more of like, uh, I don't know. like like a handshake or a like sign of good faith. Exactly. Yeah. Sign of good faith. Yeah. That was a weird one. Dude, Remember you'd was... like send me the screenshot of he, what, what was his response? Like, sorry, went another direction. Like, what did he say? No, He
1: literally just said, sorry, I sold the uh, business. Yep,
0: <laughs> It was, you were just like, what?
1: <laughs> so I, I responded Ugh. to him and yeah, I was just, I was in such disbelief. I was like, you mean you sold the business to someone else? And he said, yes, sorry. And that so was weird. it. So weird. I kind of chewed him out a little bit, kind of gave him a piece of my mind about like, look, man, you know, his whole thing was like I need the money faster. Mm-hmm. We were taking too long. We were literally four days in. Normally this stuff takes months. Mm-hmm. We were four days in trying to close in about yeah. a two week span. He didn't communicate that up front that he wanted the money earlier. So anyways, mm-hmm. it's been a wild ride. Things like that have really taken a lot of mind share. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Um well I got some updates about um wonder events. Yeah, so, <clears throat> super excited. So at the start of the year we set a revenue goal for uh, to do seven hundred and fifty thousand was like our stretch goal for the year, um, and then so last year we had done uh, five twenty five. And so if you like, don't know the history of our business, pretty much every year we've like close to doubled in revenue. And so this would be the first. I mean, once you hit you know right around half a million, you can't really double that. I mean, you can I guess, but that it's was so our, yeah, yeah. our goal was to hit seven fifty, which was somewhat of a stretch goal. But um, we're on track. So we've for for the year I think we've booked six ninety so far. So we're on track to well for sure hit seven fifty. Um, but I think it's likely we'll, we'll, we will surpass it. Um, but on that, I wanted to say that it's not that exciting. That, that sounds weird. Like <laughs> it's kind of like um,
1: I don't it's know like, a hedonic treadmill, man. Well, it's, it's
0: a little bit like well, it was a ton of work. I think that's why it's like yeah, man, it's just yeah. a lot of work. Like it's not you know it's stressful. It's not easy as I thought it would be. And so it's like, is it worth it? Like is that really what I want? You know. And so that's kind of having like those thoughts in my head, I'm super grateful. I'm really excited, and things are going really well overall. Um, but it's just a lot of work, you know. And so. Mm-hmm. And when we hit 750. We're gonna hit 750. I'm pretty sure, which is exciting. Um, another goal that I had w- for the year was to work 20 hours a week um, on on the business, and then my rest of my time would go towards new ideas. Hmm. And right now, I would say I'm right between like 25 to 30, probably closer to 25 hours a week. So that's good. Like I'm on track to, yeah. to kind of get down to 20 by the end of the year. So that's been awesome. I mean, overall things are going super, super well with the business. Um, but a couple like random updates. So. Right now we have about twelve guys working for us, which has been cool. And uh, past that's a lot. <clears throat> this is a lot, yeah. In past years, we've always had um, myself and then I've always had like about two guys full time, and then probably another like five ish that were like randomly part time, like here and there. And right now we have you know myself, um, Nate. He's he's like a full time manager, and then we have probably I would say three about three guys full time, almost almost four. Wow. And then after that we have a, you know another six to eight that are just, you know, part-time, you know, anywhere from like, you know, eight to 20 hours a week, just depending on the, the week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of guys. And we have like a decent little team. It's, just, it's been fun. like We've done a couple of things I've never, like, never done before. But we, um, first, we have like this group tech for like everyone. It's like our, like our wonder team, we call them. Like, we call them like <laughs> wonder men.
1: Wonder men. But it's like it.
0: funny. like they These guys text all day long. And it's mm-hmm. really cool. Like they're all like good friends, but they've become good friends. Most of them mm-hmm. uh, didn't know each other. A couple have but Most of them are just like, guys that all work together now they're friends they like hang out together um one of our guys uh, was going away to, to uh, Alaska for the month and so we had like a going away party for him we had like all mm-hmm. lunch together and uh they, they all went to stampede and went line dancing a couple weeks ago and they all like hang, you know they they all hang out they're constantly like talking and being friends we're just like cool to have that team environment um we had like a team meeting where we got everyone together we did a whole day of like training and we did like a little presentation like whatever Which are like really cool in the past and have never done that before we've just kind of like Come to work and you learn on the job, but we had like a full like training day where we like went mm. through every single item we have and kind of like, you know walked through our policies and our, and our expectations, and so that was really cool. Um, so the team aspect is new for us; so we're kind of figuring it out. On the flip side, uh, there's like some negatives with that. I mean, we've we've just yeah. grown. Like in the past, I've always had um, either like friends or like basically people from the church. So it's, I've never had people. I mean, that just weren't Christians or that, you know, didn't have the like, mm. same beliefs that I have. And so just, you know, having, we've had all like the normal, like growing pains you would have, but you know, a lot of the issues have been like with our employees and with our guys mm. who just, they don't know the Lord. And so they have a different like ethical standards than I would, I like would personal issues. Yeah. And just like things that, you yeah. know, like we've, you know, we've had one guy like, you know, show up high to work or, you know, you know, we have, um, we have this photo booth that we like rent out now. And uh, I can see all the photos on the back end. And so the guys go So I can see them and the clients can see the gallery. And one of our Mm. guys, when they set it up, they like flip it off the camera and all the stuff. And like my clients see this is like stupid stuff like that. Right. And it's a handful of things like that, just problems that we have to deal with. And so that's been like a learning curve, kind of figuring that out. Um, We, we we bought a new box truck at the start of the year and at the end of last year. And it's brand new. It was a very expensive investment and they've, there's been lots of damage to it, let's just say that. So they, <laughs> like, it's this is a big truck, it's about yeah. 14 feet tall and it's it's 22 feet long. Anyway, so someone like hit a, a freaking tree branch and like completely smashed in the top corner of the uh, the box. like a
1: week after you got it? It was about a month, like think,
0: maybe a little yeah. more, maybe about two months. Um, Too soon. Very soon, yeah. That happened, they like, the like the step stool that they whatever they hit whatever they hit a bunch of stuff and so i mean even after we've done like trainings we like put cones on the parking and mean, we've done like thorough mm. training and, and we're pretty picky on like who drives the truck we don't let anyone drive it so that's frustrating it was about almost yeah. four grand of damage that they that they did so things like that you know just uh forgetting things before the job like you know damaging stuff like losing stuff so all the normal problems have happened with the growing business so um i'm excited we've hit our we're gonna hit our goal and we're growing but you know, there there's still problems, and so yeah. the nice thing is, like, most of my time is spent on like higher level stuff. Most of my time is booking new events, and then you know, obviously meeting with Nate and working working with him, and kind of like letting him run the day to day. So mm-hmm. he's the one dealing with all those problems. Um, so that's been like good on my end, but um, you know, it's stressful for him, and it's a it's not an easy job. And so he's been learning, and I'm, I'm teaching him and. Um, but overall like I'm responsible for the business right yeah, so yeah uh, I'm grateful for the year but it's been like a lot uh, a lot to learn um, you
1: know what's weird to think about is um, even I think when I left bare we were 11 people and when I joined we were eight people and bare was doing you know a d- pretty decent amount of revenue it was about you know five or six years old like you already have more people than <laughs> we did at Parametrics. Really? oh yeah huh. definitely um, even like the part time, full time split, like you have like a team now. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it happened really fast. Um, but it's what we need because like last year, I um, I uh, wasn't. I was working still like a lot of the events, and so, right, so this right. i was gonna update you guys on. This year, I've only gone. I've only worked three days, like wow. actually out on, in, in the field on events, which is like insane. You know, Those was
1: like three consecutive days. I think they were. Like two of them were back to back. Remember, yeah. I was texting
0: you. It yeah. was, that was it was May twentieth um, and twenty first, and then I worked like what one other random day mm-hmm. since then. And wow. That's and that's, that's it. That's crazy. That's super, super crazy. Which was one of my like ideas, like hopes for the business, and I never thought it'd be possible, but it's it's worked out. Mm-hmm. So.
1: That gives you hope across like anything else you want to. Yeah, <laughs> I like, think I'm, I'm grateful that. It's, oh, dude, if that is working. possible, then anything else is yeah. possible in the business.
0: Yeah, so now we just need to continue to fine tune, get things better, and then you know, um, part of what I'm thinking of doing for next year, we'll see. But I'm thinking of trying to do like higher quality, more expensive, more expensive work, but like less of it. If that makes mm. sense. And so, I'm um, basically raising prices and then taking less jobs, but doing higher mm. quality work. That way, revenue is somewhat similar, um, but we're doing like less of it. You know, that way we can yeah. focus on more quality and just better overall work because at this at these numbers you know we're doing anywhere from like 10 to like 18 events a weekend um so t- historically october's our busiest month of the year and last oh, october really? oh yeah always uh I, I, we did 50 events last october and it was like insane Holy crap! this year in may we did 55 just to give you guys an wow. example of where these have been so um, our average for the year uh, the average events per weekend is 13 events right now
1: do you think it will hit 100 in october
0: no, I don't want to we're being very It'd be se- like over 20. it's not weekend, worth it right? it really isn't like yeah. we're being very selective yeah. um, because it's uh, may was difficult we did well but I mean it's it's so much work dude like that's yeah. Think think about that and, and they're all like large events like it's like a lot of inventory like a lot to manage and so it's a
1: huge jigsaw puzzle the sweet like-
0: spot I would say is like 12-ish events a weekend it's like it's not it's hmm. very doable um, it's a good amount of revenue that's what I like. But once you get above that, I start to get a little crazy. And then below that isn't like not, not enough of a challenge. So 12 mm-hmm. is like solid. I like 12. Do you, that'll like, keep four to five guys working like all weekend long. Right. Day and night.
1: Do you, do you often get um, like a request for a weekend that is already like full, but it's a bigger job than like what you have already booked?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll do all that. I can uh, to take it. Yeah. We 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 rent trucks. Like if I have the inventory available and if it makes sense, we'll take it. Yeah.
1: But I mean, like in the future, so could you turn away like a smaller job? Okay, so that's bike? one
0: thing we're doing. So our minimum yeah. for the year for every event is speed, so six fifty is our minimum before like delivery and setup cost. And mm-hmm. so think about it. Though, like a lot of increase six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, before like delivery and labor. So when you add that in, it's close to a thousand. Oh, we I charge a okay. significant okay. amount for that. Um, and so. Uh, but for September and October, we, we raised it to a thousand dollar minimum, mm, mm-hmm. and our average order I would say is right around like twenty hundred bucks. So our average order is a really good size. Yeah, twenty hundred bucks is healthy. I like that.
1: And it's gotten larger historically. Yeah, right. Yeah. We had
0: one event we did this year that was thirteen thousand dollars <laughs> for <laughs> one event. That was like our record event. That yeah. was crazy. More of those. Um, yeah, but we've we've had an uptick this year. I mean, we've had a, I, I would say ten plus events that are right around like six grand. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. I love them, and they're all most of the, most of our corporate events. but so they're not weddings. They're like like big corporations that want to do, like we've done events for some big companies um, where they just, they'll like, you know, rent out like the convention center or some hotel downtown right. and have like a employee appreciation thing, whatever, and we'll come in and bring stuff. And mm-hmm. so those are the best, easiest clients, highest paying, super simple, super smooth, and they're short. They're like five to eight kind of thing. Oh, like very right. easy.
1: Instead of like set up at 6 a.m. Exactly. Come midnight. back
0: next day or at midnight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been amazing. Like I'm super grateful. Mm-hmm. We've had a bunch of new products. We've built some new tables. We got photo booths um so i'm happy with it i want to i think we'll probably keep it right around if we can keep it around this size would be ideal Hmm. um yeah i mean it's really good i don't you keep telling me to go to a million i don't think i don't know i mean i feel like i'll hit a million and i feel the same way we're like all right cool like you know but
1: yeah but yeah i I like this i like the way you're 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 thinking about it though like kind of optimizing your way instead of just like taking on more and more and more like you're taking on bigger projects Mm or being smarter about it or being more choosy and, and picky with with the types of clients and projects that you that you bring on, because that matters a lot. I mean, I feel like especially when you you only have a you know finite number of guys, mm-hmm. finite number of inventory, finite number of like days, because most people want to do stuff on the weekends or later in the week, and so like it's a good problem to have. But like mm-hmm. that's probably the first. I think like raising prices, being more picky, is a really, really good solution to that.
0: Yeah, I've also learned that like. Wonder events is like not my, like my thing. It's not, not like my baby. If That makes sense. Like mm. I really like it, but I want to have like 10 of these kind of, you know what I'm saying? I want to have multiple and you know, that's what I want to do. I want to keep starting and doing new things. And so I don't want to have one massive business. And so I love Wonder events. I'm very grateful for it, but it won't be like my forever thing, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, which is good because I have a certain level. It's weird. Like I'm not detached, but I'm not like. what well, if I get like bad feedback or something, bad habits, I'm not like heartbroken because like the, mm-hmm. I know that's part of like the journey, you know. Yeah. Um. Good things happen and bad things happen, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I have more to say, but that's that's good for now. Um, I think next episode I'll I'll share more, but yeah, that's it for the business. Um, I think yeah, what's next for you?
1: Um, one thing that's new that's actually very very new is we got another car. Yeah. We've been living with one car for the last four years, I think it is. Um, and it's been fun, but mainly challenging mostly because, uh, I've been working from home and Monique is, uh, she's out on the, on the job working for youth venture and doing ministry. And so especially with me working from home, having one car usually suffices unless we're doing things together or they're like multiple places we need to be that are at the same time, essentially. Um, so it finally kind of came to a head when Monique actually got basically like a promotion. She's absorbed another role at Youth Venture, and is now working full time, and has a lot, a lot more responsibility and a lot more time devoted to just like being places, at Youth Venture sites, uh, mentoring girls, showing up at you know the mission, junior high, uh, all the different sort of ministries, a lot more like events and things like that. She's gonna be putting on specifically for for girls. Um, and so I was like, all right, now I can't, you know, put it off any longer. <laughs> Definitely makes sense to get a car. And um, so two kind of interesting tidbits from that. One was just like the it's process. Of, yeah. <laughs> to, oh, my gosh. The process of anyway. buying a car is absolutely atrocious. So badly, just wanted to click buy on a Tesla or even go through something like Carvana mm-hmm. and just like have it be done with. Um, but the type of car that we wanted and just like. Okay, is it Tesla or Tesla?
0: Elon says Tesla.
1: Tesla, he's also from South Africa, and
0: you just said Tesla. Tesla, really? Yeah,
1: Tesla. No, yeah, I said Tesla.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I anyway. never
1: thought about that. Weird. Uh, but the car buying process is interesting. And the last time I bought a, a car was with a Lexus, but it was a little bit different. It was through uh, a friend of the church, and it was a pretty like we knew we wanted, got a pretty good deal. It was like right when COVID started little bit different circumstances the time before that was when i bought my ford focus and got absolutely (laughs) um Mm -hmm. what's the right word for (laughs) it taken to the cleaners yeah taken to the cleaners exactly um man that was did you on that car oh yeah okay i didn't know it was it was basically a like four to five thousand dollar car that i bought
0: for nine thousand dollars who helped you buy that? Was it by yourself
1: uh no with my parents Hmm. who god bless them were also a little bit not clueless on like the car buying process and negotiation. So when things came up about like, you know, pre-installed accessories and warranties and all that jazz, it was sort of, they got you good. Cool. They got me good. Um, so this time I really wanted to challenge myself. Like I'm going to get a good deal. I want to be a stickler about it. And I'm going to be patient too, because I think that, you know, it's in a dealership's favor, uh, is this their advantage that like they know it's a really hard, arduous, mm-hmm. long process? And I just like you want a test drive and then negotiation, and, like all mm-hmm. these social dynamics in play. And I was like,
0: like we're we here to a finance office. Yeah, just like yeah, that. exactly. Yep.
1: So yeah, I, I, tactic
0: number four: switch environments at the last minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael Scott, I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I should have gone through some of his advice. That'd be funny. But so um, funny. I actually I literally went through. There's a YouTube channel called Your Alliance Advocate. And Dude, also, you
0: would do this, <laughs> this kind of thing up until like midnight researching. Okay, hey babe, come look at this video. Up, huh? I
1: only re- I only recommend it and I'm talking about it because it actually is an amazing resource. I want to talk about the podcast. So it's a, a father and son duo. The father was a car salesman. I um, worked in a dealership for like 42 years, was a pro, was like the best-selling uh, salesman for multiple years consecutively. And the son is, you know, he's a 21 or 22 year old, uh, you know, entrepreneurial kid. And so he was looking for a business idea. He's really into content creation. And so he paired up with his dad to basically like go behind, like show everything behind the curtain on like how the car industry works Mm -hmm. and especially to help buyers in the process with uh, their car buying journey. So they help people buy used cars and negotiation and basically like a whole training program. And they also help people buy new cars at MSRP and get a good deal and do factory orders and things like that. So they have a whole membership site and the YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. It's actually really fun because they go through like these, um, like mock scenarios where he'll be like a buyer and then his dad will be, um, uh, like a salesman. And then they'll literally like go through negotiation tactics, but played out as if it were like a real life scenario. And his dad is really good. Like, man, that guy really knows what he's talking about. It's like the final boss of mm-hmm. car salesman. Like he knows exactly <laughs> what to see, what to do, what to say, all these little catchphrases and things that just kind of hook you in. But his son obviously grew up with him. And so he just been around it for a long time. So he also has all these like things ingrained in him of just like how to counter all those things. And so, uh, anyways, that's like this playbook. I studied it to a T. I followed it to a T and we got a good deal on a there car, you go. and um, and that was a nice win. That's but right. uh, yeah, that that was a whole thing. But now it's it's actually, you know, kind of life changing and kind of a big update because just having two cars like a little bit more independent, uh, a little bit more, a lot more flexibility. Less planning, working more, I'm Sure. Could a lot be less up. planning. Um, we had a whole system around like Thursdays. I would drive with her, and meet her in the church, church there all, all day, working from the coffee bar, and just. Even if I wanted to get lunch, I would have to take our scooter up the street to Sprouts. And like, <laughs> <laughs> now I can go, you know, no grab way. a burrito or a taco from somewhere. And so, um, yeah, but that was a whole, a whole thing in and of itself. And the main thing really was, I think one, knowing what you want ahead of time, uh, but like it's as uncomfortable as it was just learning how to negotiate and mm-hmm. the words that you use was by far the most important factor. I really pushed some of the salesmen. Some of them wouldn't budge. Some of them did. And even when they said they wouldn't, they would still go even yep. further. Um, so check it out. It's called Your Advocate Alliance. Hmm. We'll all link to it in
0: the show notes. Yeah. You know who's really good at that is Connie. Oh, yeah. Like, really good at yeah. that whole thing. We just helped um, DJ buy a car about three, oh, yeah, three months yeah. ago, probably two months ago. And we went to, I think, three dealerships. and um yeah, she's just like really good at it. Like doesn't take their BS, and um, she's like she knows what they're doing. She knows like you know when to say yes, when to say no.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: we got we got her a great deal, so that was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and we actually we just bought a car for Connie's mom. We helped to get a car. She really? she hasn't had well, she's had a car. Man, she hasn't had a car for a while. Then she didn't want to gave her a car like a year ago. Um, but it was like way behind in registration, and so she's been mm-hmm. driving it around, but it's like years behind. And so if she gets caught with it, or gets gets pulled over, it's a good sized ticket. Um, and then it's like a really older kind of run down car hmm. so we we helped her get one through offer up but um even that you know we we went and probably looked that it probably took about six weeks and we probably looked at four or five until we find like a really actually got a, uh, like a 2006 uh, honda CRV that like could use one hmm. we got like a really good deal on and super excited about that so um which is cool which plays yeah, back nice. into i think i shared last year but one thing we're trying to do is give about 10 percent of our um, business um, uh, net revenue. So we just give it, you know, we don't give it through tithe and that's that we do our tithe. But in addition to our tithe, we're doing, trying to give extra, extra so So yeah. uh, things like that. So we helped to get a car. So it's been cool. That's been exciting. Yeah. Um, another fun thing, update I have is we got an RV and we're renting it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: but you've had an RV for a while. So, okay.
0: Right? So what happened was, so the family had an RV. So Connie's oh, okay. dad okay. Uh, bought an RV, him and his wife bought an RV about, two and a half years ago and uh, it was like 60 I mean it's like 70,000 60, 65,000 I think they put like 10 grand down and then the payments were like 600 bucks a month rough, roughly right around that um, and then all of the kids to like uh, basically like buy into it we all gave a thousand bucks towards the down payment and then we all paid a hundred bucks a month to help uh, whatever and the plan was like it's pretty smart anyone can use it whenever they want we have like a shared RV calendar yeah it's a good idea but it's mainly Fernando's like in his name Connie's mm-hmm. dad um that's about two years ago me and connie have used it. never <laughs> we've never used it we have we've gone uh once with the family to like have a and we okay. spent a week which was really fun but we've, we've never personally taken it every other kid has taken it several times mm. um so that's that uh, but then her dad was basically he kind of stopped using it and no one else was really using it all the kids kind of stopped paying them Me and Connie were the only ones paying them still and so <laughs> he was just going to get rid of it and i've um, I don't know, i've always i love the idea of it, of a new a new thing so uh i was okay we'll just take over payments for it and we'll think that's a great we'll start renting it out yep so we don't have to put any money down we're literally taking over payments and the payments are i think it's exactly like 620 it's like 580 a month or 620 a month right around there um and i'm now trying to rent it out so um get your first booking it hasn't officially booked um he hasn't paid me yet but he's all he like wants to do it so it was actually it came the the, connie's dad referred him to me which is really funny (laughs) Um, like a month after, or like two weeks after we took over the payments, he referred me to someone, which is really cool. Nice. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna book. But the trip total is like twenty two hundred bucks for like ten days. Sick. So one booking for ten days will pay for you know four months of the right. of payments, and so I'm I'm good to like keep trying to grow. And so I think it's a good thing to try. I mean, at least it's try. And worst comes worst, we like lose lose a couple little a few bucks here and there, and we we sell it. But yeah, I think You're it'll still like
1: building equity in the RV, mm-hmm. which. Yeah, retains, the value like, decent, of that
0: RP right now is um, I, th- I just looked at it, it was like eighty two thousand dollars because he got it with only ten thousand miles on it. I mean wow. it's a really, really you got a really good deal on it. And then the value's gone up, and so right. if I was a seller right now, I'd probably make about fifteen to twenty grand off wow. it if we were to sell it. But I want to try to keep it. I really want to try to keep renting out and see how it goes. And so I have it up in all the listings, and um, I like literally got them all, all this week, and so we'll see what happens with that. That's fun. But my goal, I mean, I'd be happy to make a couple grand a month. Um, and then we have someone that we're paying. So basically we're split at twenty five seventy five. So someone, um, is mm-hmm. basically like managing it and we, we really don't do anything. This person to manage it, they're going to do all the bookings. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like get it like set up and see how it works. But once we, once we get it figured out, the goal is to have someone else run it out and kind of handle like the meetings, like the transitioning and whatever, um, the cleaning, all that kind of stuff. And they'll, they'll get 25% of the revenue. So. That sounds like a good deal. It is nice. Yeah. It's good for them. I think it's really generous. Like, it's, they do a decent amount of work, but the work, once it's streamlined, is not that bad. I mean, it's going to be pretty simple. I mean, that's a good, that's a good chunk of money for like not having to bear the risk, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. We'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: The, uh, one of my first jobs, um, well, yeah, it wasn't one of my first jobs, but like one of my earlier jobs in college was working at a financial uh, advisory firm, which is like a, you know, two man shop basically. And, um, so I got to see like all the accounts and who they're managing and like, you know, their whole portfolio of stuff. And I always remembered, uh, I don't even know the name of it, so I can't even like expose any sensitive information, but the largest client by a mile was, um, this couple who owned, uh, an RV dealership and they also rented them out. Mm -hmm. And it was, they were worth an astronomical amount more yeah, than you would
0: think. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. It's like a hidden gem. Right. Basically. Yeah. Like
1: the, the RV rental slash buying space. It's just like, it's a big community of it. Totally.
0: Now my, what I'm trying to figure out is how do you, how to get bookings. So I've, I've just put it up mm. on like the, you know, two or three biggest sites and, Um, so far I have not got like a ton. I've been, so I've been on outdoorsy for like two and a half weeks, three weeks. Mm. And then just this week, I put it up on two more that like the next biggest two, whatever. Mm. Um, one's called like RV easy and one's called RV share, I think. Um, so we'll see. It's still brand new. We'll see as they start coming in, but what I what I keep I, what I get is like once a day it'll e- email me saying like someone is looking for an RV like like yours like send them a quote whatever so it's not like an actual inquiry and so oh interesting I haven't they gotten, want you to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. It's basically it's someone searching for like a similar RV and it, let's let's say they like liked they favorited one or liked one or inquired with someone else. Hmm. It's sending me like saying hey this person said like send them whatever. Very
1: smart of you know. them. The problem is
0: like if you're that person who's shopping around you're just getting bugged by like a bunch of people emailing you quotes you yeah. don't care about you know take my RV. Yeah so um I haven't. Actually, gotten any like salt inquiries yet from mm. that? The only one I have is from that one guy who sounds like he's gonna. I'm, I'm waiting for him to pay, but he's uh, he knows the price and he said he, he said he wants to do it. So,
1: do you have to have like a special license to drive mm-hmm. an RV? Nope. That's surprising. Nothing that is. Those yeah, things are huge. Not yeah, but they're pretty easy to drive. I'd be scared. Really? Yeah. I'm. I'd be scared to drive an RV personally. So that's
0: another thing. The sweet spot are these like Mer- Mercedes Sprinter vans. That's like what most people. Want. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they cl- they're like a class B or C, but yeah, because they're you know they're. It's like a van you can live in. You can take two people in yeah. it. It has kitchen, all that kind of stuff. Like a bathroom, and it's crazy.
1: And they're kind of trendy with the whole van life exactly. thing, and yeah.
0: But um, they, they don't. Yeah. So, but they're more surprisingly, they're more expensive. Yeah. Isn't that crazy. Yeah. Probably because like 140 wants grand them. for one of them. So my plan is, if this works out, if we start like booking and kind of build a reputation, then I will. I we might. I mean, the, like the long term plan would be like to have a fleet. You know, have multiple different types. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I mean. Who knows? This could just be like a, a bad idea that goes south, but it's worth a shot. With no money out of pocket. Like, come yeah, on. Like, right. I can manage a few months of like losing money at it if it doesn't work, you know, but it sounds like, well, at least break even, you know?
1: Well, sounds like a marketing problem. Maybe you know a guy who can help I don't
0: uh, <laughs> brainstorm ideas. See if you can make time for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <gotta> do that. <laughs> That's
1: really cool. That, I, that's really, really cool. I like that idea a lot and uh, I'll be following closely if not uh, involved in some way. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, speaking of new ventures and new hobbies, something I talked about in the last episode too, was my adventures trying to learn how to cook. And, um, it's been, I haven't put as much like dedicated time to it, but basically what happened was, Oh boy. The last time we talked, I was like, I want to learn three meals that I can cook. I learned way more than that.
0: As your good friend, me (laughs) said,
1: (laughs) I can learn more than that in three months. What happened was we got three meals a, in three months. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, That's crazy. What happened was we got a HelloFresh subscription and they give you all the ingredients, the recipe. Well, hold up, you got
0: this you you got the free meals or you subscribed?
1: You ha- it's not really the free meals. You have to subscribe sure, and then right. they like discount it over. Well it's time. like crazy cheap. Yeah, we got we had it for like three months. Okay, gotcha. Um and we got I think fifteen out of the sixteen free meals. Um and i cooked most of those probably like 75 80 of those and let me tell you it was one one of the more stressful things i've ever done in my whole life very hard huh dude it's,
0: it's fast paced right it's yeah, like yeah it's so fast <laughs> multiple pans going on oh and do this gosh. do that man
1: the amount of times i've almost dropped something on myself or burned myself or mm-hmm. uh put something together that like should not be mixed ever together um or just like made it wrong mm-hmm. too <laughs> Half the time I was like, oh yeah, so yeah. these two spices look exactly alike, but they're completely different, and I added them at the wrong time, and anyways, but um, that was actually really cool. I, l- I loved like just being dropped into something I knew absolutely nothing about, and then just having to like figure it out, and then feeling like I'm making progress mm-hmm. pretty quickly, so now I would say today I'm like pretty confident, that even though I don't do it often at all, I can just like. I just go buy, like, some proteins, some grilled chicken or something, get some rice, grab a nice. couple of veggies, saute a little bit, you know I, know, I know a couple of sauce recipes. There we go.
0: And make it work. Do um, my go-to is is rice and, like, a meat and then just, like, onions and peppers. Like, yeah, it's super easy yeah, yeah.
1: to make. Like, a stir-fry, and it's so That's good. actually what I really like about it is because I've always wanted to eat, like, really clean. And then I realized, like, the easiest meals to make are, like, the healthiest, cleanest meal. It's, like, mm-hmm. literally, like... Grilled chicken, white rice, and some sort of veggie mm-hmm. like onions, broccoli, yeah. something I'm like it's oh, delicious. Piece of cake.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's delicious. A little, a little chili sauce on that bad boy. A little, you know. Right. Yeah. Cocoa amino's. You know. So it's delicious.
1: That's been cool. I need to actually like cook more often. Actually, we got a grill. I'm planning on using nice. it. I've been waiting to get a meat thermometer, wow. but like it was delayed from Amazon. Uh, a Bunch of excuses. So funny, dude. But um, Just eyeball it. Uh, no, dude, I'm way too scared, especially you know chicken. Okay, so
0: yeah, so we recently were grilling some chicken. Dude, grilled chicken is the way to go. Yeah, like I, I mean, we, actually, we I eat, make a mean grilled chicken.
1: I'm sure, if I'm like scientifically, you know, looking dude, at it and stuff, but
0: we eat a lot of chicken. I r- like I hate baked chicken. I think it's so gross. Like, yeah, a baked chicken favorite. is like my least favorite yeah. thing. Um, but when you grill chicken, oh my
1: gosh, yeah, dude, I made a couple. There was a like pasta um,
0: salad with it. Oh my
1: goodness, there was there was one I'll never forget it. It was a. Uh, uh, um, it was a pork bimbop, but it was basically like pork on top of white rice, but then it had all this, this like, uh, chops, scallions and onions and veggies, and then it had this sauce on it. And it was like one of the better meals I've ever had. Fresh. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: dude. I'm proud of you, man. Put
1: my affiliate link in this one. No, just <laughs> I don't have one. I'm proud of you. That's um, cool. Yeah, but that was fun. I, I want to get back to it. It was like intense for a while. It was like three or four days a week I'm cooking, <laughs> and so it's so like funny. a really <laughs> stressful time. You know, oh, it's a man. whole night. Isn't you know, it you way better it.
0: though when you're cooking, like than eating out? Like, yeah, dude, yeah. Connie has been yeah. killing it recently. She the last like two weeks we've we've hardly eaten out. every meal we've eaten at home. I I've been making most of the breakfasts, but she'll make um, all times lunch and dinner, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And it's just way better. I feel like you save money. It's easier and anyway. The only we were, thing, yeah,
1: that's a bummer for us is we don't have a dishwasher and we have a don't. tiny it sink small, and sink yeah. area, and so I mean it's, the
0: cleanup always sucks. but yeah. it's, it's a lot harder with with those things because
1: it's like I don't even know where to put things once mm-hmm. they're clean, and then there's like they're I have dry, to unload everything yeah. that's dried and put it away, and then even that doesn't yeah. fit, and it's like then I'm taking. Don't get me wrong,
0: a lot. Like sometimes it is worth it to go eat out, but um, I've loved eating at home. Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Good job, Cory. Thank you. Um, let's see what else. Um, I'm almost done, man. I mean, one other thing I, I don't want to announce it yet, but we got another thing that works. I'm super excited to share that with you guys. We'll probably share it next next month or so. Um, but yeah, I got we got a new thing coming down the pipeline, so I'll share that soon. Um mm-hmm. besides that, I don't end on a bad note, but something that I've been like having a hard time with is um I'll end on a bad note too, so it's not just you. Okay. Um so uh is but one thing I've been trying to do a lot better at is, is praying with Connie uh, every single night and uh, at the men's retreat or not, not the men's retreat, the marriage retreat the man had like a breakout session and Mike spoke and we talked a lot about this. And he just kind of said like, uh, he's like, I don't know why, but he's like for every husband I talk to, he's like, even for me, it's very hard to consistently pray with my wife. And yeah. I don't know why he didn't have the answer to it. And every guy was like, Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Um, and so uh, I've been sending a reminder on my phone every night and it's just hard to like, be consistent. Yeah. Like, I'm doing it, but not nearly as much as I want to. And mm-hmm. so, I, and I don't know why like, I really can't figure it out. It's like a weird, Either I just forget, or just like don't, or I'm too tired, or whatever it is. We do it before we go to bed, and so I want to get better at that. That's that's a bummer. And then um, I'm also having a really hard time with deep, consistent devotional time because mm. it's always been the mornings. But so now I'm taking Jaden. So what I'll do is like I'll come out. Always right around 6 a.m. And um, normally I like to shower before. i, I, I First I do a shower. I get up. I go like straight to my shower. But I can't now because I take him out of the room. And yeah, so. Right. I'm like half asleep. I'll like set him down, like start the coffee, feed the dogs, and then what I try to do is like just like hang out with Jaden. So I like lay on the ground with him. We'll play for a while. Then I'll feed him around like seven, seven fifteen, and then I'll put him you know down for a nap around like eight, eight thirty, and then I start work. And so it's like hard to what I what I've been doing is put him on the ground. I'll try to read my Bible when he's like when he's like crawling around, whatever. Mm. But it's just like not. It's not you know, the same. He yeah. screams. I gotta get up and just help him, yeah. or you know, so it's not like the same. So those are like my two like downer like end notes i would say but yeah
1: i mean to be honest my downers are going to be exactly the same same on the praying note uh with monique and even just like personally i don't know what it is but honestly i think that this has just been like a season for me it was like work stuff just kind of like taking over my life a bit but like i've been struggling to read anything Mm -hmm. like let alone my bible but like literally not even like business books not Mm -hmm. fiction books not blog posts Mm -hmm. like even on like i this sounds a little bit crazy, but I haven't even been like super active on Twitter. <laughs> I have just been like heads down working a lot. And I didn't even have like the, it's not that I don't, uh, it's not that I dislike the reading or that I don't want to do my devotions. I do. It's just, I almost don't even think about it right now. It's like, I'm too distracted. It's out of, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even thought about it, which is weird, <laughs> but it's not like a, thing that i i'm like oh i haven't done that yet or like i really want to get back to that I've just been like completely distracted mm-hmm. so that's been a bummer and i miss it and i want to get um i want that to change the hard part is like nothing has changed mm-hmm. in my life so it's like i need to change yeah. something very fundamental about my days and my attitude and yeah. my mindset
0: Yeah, when i read um i've been like similar but when i read uh, it's Good to Be a Man, that book. It was really, like, I enjoyed it so much. I read it, like, a month. Oh, so yeah, I, Over yeah. the month, I was pretty consistent reading. And it was awesome. Like, I would make a point to, like, do it at the end of my day or something, whatever. And Connie was really good about, like, helping me find time to do that. Um, and then we just started a new book. It's, okay, so about that book with that one guy, Greg something. He goes on, like, a hunting trip in Alaska, and he gets attacked by a grizzly bear. And then it helps him, like, reshape his faith. I think oh, yeah. We've talked about this. It sounds cheesy, but it's, it's supposed to be a really, really good book. Uh, anyway, we're reading that book next. So I started out already. I really like that too. Um, so I think once you start reading, like just make time, you'll be like, ah, oh, yes, like I remember why, why I did this. Yeah. But
1: yeah, it's like I'm, I think the hard part is that I'm always, um, it's really hard to disconnect and um, mm-hmm. there's always something in the back of my mind, like I'm itching to think about this next thing or have I, you know, written down like all the things I need to do, I don't want to forget or like I'm just a little bit obsessive um I think that yeah I think I think I've realized in the last couple months too like I can go like pretty far down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah you can. <laughs> and
0: you always have. Yeah. Like a lot.
1: And I just obsess and I can't get my mind off of other things. I'm also like a one track mind a little bit. Um and I work in sprints really well like even so we just did this thing with SwipeWell where I literally spent like 4 weeks almost entirely every day for hours curating marketing samples and saving screenshots and adding them to this database. And like, I can do that for a long time and then just do it. Eventually I get tired of it, but like I did a good job of not doing anything, mm-hmm. you know, still juggling some things, still, you know, chipping away at other projects, but like I can focus really, really well to a point where it's a bad thing in other areas of my life. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Know, wow. there's the da- the downers the bummer
0: <laughs> on a positive note it's been a great year yeah i mean yeah all things are going well i've been didn't, didn't talk about it, we, we've been we've gone on like a lot, couple good trips um yeah i mean it's been a really good year so mm-hmm. we should probably be done because it's 359 at 4 p.m I'm, I'm on dad duty hey so. <laughs> we're on the dot man i think it's
1: time to wrap um <laughs> Absolutely. again let us know what you think about the podcast format the future the direction dm us on instagram we'll have links to those in the show notes um good to be back great and to be back we'll see you we'll see again, again
0: okay let's set a goal Corey. uh okay two weeks from now let's do it Shoot, okay two to three weeks how's that all right a little buffer three weeks <laughs> two <Three> weeks <laughs> all right see ya. all right